It's a TV podcast. Hey, yeah. Back again. Weekly. Yep. Weekly edition of the TFL podcast. Oh, you've said it now. I have said it now. <laughs> well, it was a week ago that we did our last one. It so is. Here we are. We're doing On it a again. Friday, a day later than weekly, well, yeah, but that's right. We're you know schedules. So, you know, apologies to all of those who have been waiting <laughs> since yesterday. But for they didn't the know podcast. we we're going to go weekly anyway, so I guess it's no, a little treat. A, it is a, a treat. For here you go. That's what we're here for. <laughs> giving the listeners what they want. Uh, today we are jumping into the AFC East, mm. one of the most well-known divisions uh, in the NFL, thanks to the Patriots, really more than anything else. Yeah, um, but yeah real thanks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, what a tough division they've had over the years. Oh, I know. Look, yeah, some hard, hard teams to crack in, in, yeah. the, in the Dolphins and the Jets. Um, yeah. Buffalo Bills, just, you know, I feel like they're middle of the road. Um, but we'll see what we think of the of the division uh, as we get on with the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the TFL Podcast. We also have a Patreon and our own website, once again, um, with... More articles getting put up. Yes. Uh, as well. We've got some great contributors. Yep. Uh, you can find that at thetflpodcast.com. We'd love you to get in touch. Yeah. Comment on the show. Ask a question on Twitter. Um, and leave us an iTunes review, please. Yes. Only a five stars, of course. Uh, and, Which, and that's what we're getting. Uh, it's so a great thing. Add to it. That's right. Uh, and share us with your mates. We'd, we'd mm-hmm. love to... Uh, grow. Yeah, lots of grow. That's a show. <laughs> that's right. Uh, what's been happening, Chris? Uh, look, uh, we're still on uh, on holidays. We're back at work properly. Well, we're at work today doing some work after this, but uh, back next week. But, um, you know, got away for a, a few nights uh, kid-free, which oh, was pretty nice, uh, nice. In a nice little B&B in the hills. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty pretty nice. Um, Adelaide Hills, always a wonderful place to yep. be. Yep. Um, look, I don't know, really. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> we finished off our Scott Fish Bowl uh, uh, draft I'm as well. There. You're I'm, I can't I'm believe it's still there. going. Got, I've got two picks left. <laughs> That's I think. outrageous that uh, that's still not done. I know it's uh, uh, <laughs> a little bit annoying, but you know we we soldier on. Who's holding it up? Name and shame. No, look, it's <laughs> just everyone's kind of just everyone's on very their casual. Own. Little uh, schedule, their own time frame, mm. so they're, they're taking their time. <laughs> well, look, I've signed up for a, for a best ball draft now. So I have you now. Yeah, <laughs> now one draft finishes, another one starts. Oh, so. look, you just can't stop, can you? No, no, it's just too much fun. I love drafting. So, <laughs> no, nah, fair enough. Yeah, I've been uh, uh, been away as well. Went down to the coast for hey. a couple of nights, which is beautiful. And uh, otherwise, it's just been a nice break. Uh, since we're friends and family, which has been good. Uh, mm. All the while, just you know, reading and. Thinking about football. Yep. Waiting for it to come. <laughs> yeah. I hope it better come. Oh, I hope it comes. I mean, do we are we just down tools if <laughs> no no Yeah, I don't know what we do there. It's just uh <laughs> Let's let's make some we'll comment on Madden games. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's real worthy of our time. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, so look, I haven't thought about that. It's made me a little bit sad what we do if there's no season. Yeah, I um, think everyone is holding off from thinking about just that. Just don't want to think about it. Look. It's too much money on the line. They have to put something together, don't they? You think so? What would it might make it complicated? Not all players return, but um, yeah, that you know, it's you know, that's the black and white thing, isn't it? But it's not going to be all yes or all no. It mm. seems like there's going to be some middle ground, so we'll have to get our way around that as it comes. Yeah, which would be interesting. Um, all right, onto some news and notes, oh, Chris. Yes. And notes. Very good. 
Very, very as good. always. As always. Kind of over. I want might you want to try to record it, record another one or something. It's right. Fair it's a bit, bit slow. Um, send us in your feedback. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think. If, if you, you have a great drop for us. Uh, yeah, if you are a voiceover artist who likes to work for free as well. That's right. We are we currently want- not making much money. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon, Eddie? everyone heard that, right? Yeah. All right, so news and notes. Uh, Derek Henry has gone and signed for a four-year wow. deal for $50 million. Um he did it. He did it. They did it. Um, great news uh, for Derek Henry owners uh, in Dynasty. Not so good for the Darrington Evans owners. Yes. Uh, there are a lot of people holding off hope thinking, oh, you know, Henry's only going to be around for one more year, so they're not right. signing him. It's going to be the Evans show. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. Henry is there for the long haul now. Nope. Evans still a quality little backup. For sure he will set be. Up, but, He'll be still uh, be run heavy um, regardless. But, but no, it's the Henry show. No, and uh, good on him. I think that's a... A very solid deal. Yep. Um, I'd be very happy with that. Um, and he's playing the team game as well, a little bit there as well. I think they've got a chance to continue to compete. They they showed that last year. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, all props to Derek Henry. Um, yeah, so all the pieces are sort of coming back together. I mean, they lost a bit on the O-line, but yeah, I replaced them in the draft. Um, but, yeah, having that offense that was sort of chugging along towards the back end of the season together. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's good. Good work, guys. No, good stuff. Uh, Washington is still yet to let us know what their name is, mm. um, but it is changing. Uh, Washington, Lots of stuff going on in Washington. I just don't know what to say about Washington because they <laughs> just are a basket case of a team. And, um, yep, from off, off the field. Off the field and on the field. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not much going for them. Uh, we're going to set up a counselling service for any Washington uh, fans yeah, who are listening. John uh, our <laughs> Dynasty League uh <laughs> He's crying in his milk this morning. Yeah, that's right. What is going on with Washington? Anyway, so looking forward to seeing what the new name is. I just like the, I like you know, new marketing. That's going to be interesting. Um, mm. And whether they totally avoid uh, anything to do with Native American history or yes. if they actually, uh, like they go the opposite way or they try, I don't know, whether they just go really similar or, yep. or not. So or just something generic. Yeah, that's it. Try to avoid any sexual harassment uh, lawsuits. Yeah, that's also important. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so that's really, that's all I've got for news and notes uh, this morning. Um, I thought you had a little bit of something, something about- Oh, no, that's right. On the Washington Redskins. Yes. Um, but I found this funny. It was hilarious. Uh, so there is a guy yes. who uh, six years ago, 2014, he was like, ah, there's all these people talking about Washington- maybe getting a new name. So this was six years ago, mm. uh, Martin McCauley. Uh, and so he filed a trademark application for like a joke name. He, he registered for the name, the Washington Pigskins. So he thought, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, and he says, a love for trademark applications was born. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I mean, sure. Whatever <laughs> floats your boat, mate. Like, yeah. Everyone's got to have their hobbies. That's it. Each application cost $275, Ooh. which he considers the cost of his hobby. It's my hobby. <laughs> I'm going to pay $275 Look, to uh, lodge a trademark application. What? A gift that... Keeps giving. Well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, look, it might pay off now because yeah, yeah. since that time, since yes. six years ago, Macaulay has filed for 44 different trademark applications of names Washington could possibly choose. Wow. Uh, so it was some of his latest filings. On July 8th, um, he filed for the Washington Red Wolves. So so he spent 12 grand on trademarks. <laughs> yes, that's that's correct. <laughs> What a hobby, hey? What a hobby. <laughs> yes. Just, you know, I'm going to spend must be divorced. <laughs> yeah, $2,000 a year. <laughs> Over the last six years. Uh, he's also got 
The Washington Red Tails, the Monuments, Veterans, Red Tailed Hawks, Americans, he all the Braves trademarks. Rings. He's got all the trademarks. The, <laughs> he's also got the Freedom Fighters and my favorite, the Radskins. The Radskins. <laughs> um, so um, with Washington announcing that they're going to, you know, retire its previous name, find a new one, uh, he thinks that they'll probably use one of his names. And so he's like lining up for some cash. Wow. You know, Is this going to potentially like, hold if, them up? If, if he gets more than $12,000, that's a win. That's yeah, a big that's win. Right. <laughs> uh, sort of reminds me of that episode of the league where um, Taco sort of he takes over the Cowboys.com domain name. Oh yeah, nice. for his own business, and then Jerry Jones gets involved and <laughs> gives him hundreds of thousands of dollars back. That's uh, that's so, the dream. Basically, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Just come up with <laughs> a name that someone else really powerful yes. wants, and you're set for life. Oh, good, good on him. Uh, what a young. Uh, upcoming entrepreneur right there. Yeah, that's right. The question yeah. is, if he gets a payout, does his love for uh, trademarking continue? Yeah, well, uh, that's- Go tr- to Fever Pitch and does he lose all his winnings Maybe trademarking all sorts Kansas of things? Kansas City ones. Mm. Um, yeah. I Cleveland love- Indians, probably yeah. he's on that as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, I'm on the ESPN uh, uh, news yeah. article that, that it's up on, um, so check that out. Um, the picture <laughs> here is hilarious. This is a picture of Martin McCauley. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> the, of course he is. The picture is on a uh, like a tr- a tropical island. Yep. Um, he's Beautiful looking at the camera the with his essentially like Ray Bans. Um, looking a, into the camera, white linen shirt. Yep. That's right, and a straw fedora. <laughs> I mean, you can't get any more. Um, I mean, if that's not know. a trademarker, that's that's, that's not right. Trade. You know, that's on. a guy that works the stock market yeah, as well. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Look, on you, Martin. Well done. Uh, we'll see how that that's great. How that turns out. <laughs> All right, on to the AFC East, Chris. Oh yeah! AFC East preview. Woo! Well done. He didn't record that. That was just that was live. That's just <laughs> as we go. Let's do this. All right, we're going to move into the AFC East. Yes. Keep it pumping. All right. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Let's start with the Bills. Yeah, all right. Oh, dear, the Bills. Uh, the Bills went 10-6 and six, uh, last year. Yep. And were a pretty good team. Um, and if it wasn't for the Patriots just being the Patriots, they probably should have won this mm. division. Um, I remember just really wanting Buffalo to do well. Just yeah. out of a, it's a real, like defiance. a people's team. That's right. You know, set up. That's it. You can really get behind them. <laughs> um, Buffalo Bills. Let's start with the quarterback, Josh Allen. Um, he's come become a bit of a, a fantasy darling over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, he's not a fantastic NFL quarterback. No, like he's not a superstar. He's not really. He's just middle middle tier, middle to low tier, really. You'd say in terms of NFL quality quarterbacks. But mm. when it comes to fantasy. He it's knows how to very, put runs on the board. Yes, by putting runs, runs on, on the, the ground. ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's um, someone that is going around uh, the Q, like the late uh, QB one range. Yep. Um, his ADP sitting there in the about what's that? The seventh round. Mm-hmm. Um, he is someone for me that I, I really I really like Josh Allen um, because. Like I want with many of my fantasy quarterbacks, is I want that floor. Yeah, absolutely. And he gives me a floor because he puts runs on the on the ground, like we said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we look at uh, last year, 
um, we see that he put 510 um, yards on the ground. Year before that, uh, 631. Um, now, in 2018, he was running at 7.1 yards per attempt. Wow. Which is very, very impressive. <laughs> uh, last year, it came back down to a pretty normative 4.7. Yeah, they try to force him in the pocket a little bit more than- Yes, they, they wanted him to pass more last year. Um, he scrambled a bit more as well last yep. year, like 109 rush attempts uh, for 510, whereas in 2018, it was 89 for 631. So wow. um, you can see like they're- they were probably designing more running plays early, yep. in, earlier in his career. They probably want him now to actually pass the ball, and you can see why, because now they've got one, one, one of the weapons. one of the best wide receiving uh, wide receiver core that I think is going around. To be honest, I think it's very, very underrated. Yep. Um, and so, when you've got now Stefan Diggs and John Brown and Cole Beasley um, taking your catches, um. You've got people there that can make things happen. That's right. Uh, so Josh Allen typically hasn't always had a high completion percentage, sitting below 60% both years. Mm-hmm. Um, it came up to 58.8 last year. I, I expect that to improve. Yep, for um, sure. Like he's, this is his third year. Uh, he'll be 24 this year. Um, you know, just continuing to work and develop. He's he's obviously loved by the team. Yep. Um, and so coming in, I think he should break that 60% mark. Uh, this year, um, and looking at his uh, his bit of his profile, uh, we look at uh, what he's been able to do um, in the short distance, so between zero and nineteen uh, yards uh, in terms of his attempts. Uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good when it comes comes to that. But when it gets twenty plus yards down the field. Um, he has been struggling a lot. Yeah. Um, he's got that cannon of an arm, but he's just needs to refine it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and so in comes, in comes Diggs, one of the yes. biggest um, off-season um, uh, – I've lost my word. Acquisitions. There. Acquisitions. Trades. The, thank you very much, Chris. No um, one of the biggest <laughs> off-season acquisitions who is just a jet. Look, all you need to do is look at <laughs> um, the reception perception. Um, for Stefan Dix, and yes. you'll see that there is nothing about his uh, success by route chart that will put you off. It is no. all green. Yes. Um, pretty much every type of route that he runs. He's above average. He's a way above average. Yep. Um, and particularly, like, look at this in against man coverage. He was uh, he had a 76.5% success rate against man mm-hmm. uh, and 84.3% um, success rate last year against um, against zone yep. um, and a 79.1% uh, success rate versus press. Those um, success rates versus zone and press were his career best last year. Wow. Um, and he's finished above the 93rd percentile against man coverage for three straight years. Thank you for Matt Harmon uh, for all of his work there. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to say he, he is the best route runner in the NFL, like definitively yes, based on that's this what, That's what they say. Um, and so when you've got that guy, Coming in to pair up with a a young up and coming quarterback yep. who they want to work on their complete his completion percentage. Mm-hmm. You think, okay, that is going to step Josh Allen even more in the right direction. Yep, um, and they'll use him well. Um, if you look at um, Diggs um, routes run, uh, he twenty seven point three percent of the his routes run were the slant, um, where he catches eighty two point six percent. Of those balls, um, and if they're going to continue that um, for Dix, then you'd think that that's going to be 
Um, well, you think that's what they do. If, if they see that's what he's really good at, you think that they continue on with using that um, at the Bills, and that's going to be great for Josh Allen. Yeah, like, like throwing allowed th- Diggs to you know work with the ball in his hand after the catch as well. That's right. He averages I think four point eight yards um, after the catch. Uh, let me just double check that. But um, essentially, we've got a guy here that is um, a jet. Yes, last year he had um, four point eight yards after the catch per reception. Yep. Um, now his average depth of target was f- 15 yards. Um, so, you know, he was making massive plays last year, mm-hmm. um, finding that. Um, but I think he's shown that he can play kind of anywhere on the ground yep. and, and be successful. Um, so I think it's a good fit, but I think what where we temper our expectations is, well, how high pass heavy is this offense? For sure. I've got them passing 500 times. Yep. Um, which... Last two years, um, well, last year when Josh Allen played a whole season, he threw 461 times. Yep. So I think they pass more, and I think that's the trend that they want to kind of push through, and that's why they've got these great wide receivers of Diggs, Brown, yep. Beasley. Um, and so I think what you've got here is um, a progression. I, I'm thinking there's there's a progression there. Yep. Allen's going to continue to throw more. Um does that mean he loses what he has on the ground? No, I don't think so. I've got him there for 80 rush attempts, yep. um, 440 yards on the ground. I think he rushes through for six touchdowns as well. I think he loves those uh, little goal line carries. So uh, Josh Allen, for me, uh, he sits uh, – ADP has him at um, quarterback seven. I have him at quarterback eight. So uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's someone that you could definitely grab in that seventh to eighth round um, yeah, to kind of round up your starting squad. So I like Josh Allen yeah. a lot. I think I've got him fairly similar. Yeah. ranked. For sure. Uh, so let's get, continue to talk about the wide receivers. Stephon Diggs is really, it really is interesting. Um, yeah. He's going at the wide receiver 26 off the board. Now mm. for a guy that is claimed to be the best route runner in the competition, yeah. that's pretty low. And I think that just comes down to the offenses that he's been on. For sure. And is going to. that. It's not um, Matt Ryan throwing the ball 670 million no, times a, a year. Um, so, like, I've got him down at 130 targets. Yep. Um, seven touchdowns. Um, and that, that brings him as my, I think, 20... Uh, 22nd receiver for mine on my projections. Fair enough. I've got him at wide receiver 25. Yep. Um, and mostly that is because of um, catch percentage. I think sits, I think for him sits around 61%. Yep. And that's baking in Josh Allen uh, into that. Um, I've got him at 13 and a half yards per reception. So 120 targets. He's just sits below the thousand mark, the thousand yard mark. Mm. Um, but I've got him for eight touchdowns. Yep. I think this is going to be an offense that can score, and I think he's going to help that yep. happen. So I think he's getting drafted around where you'd expect, like around yes. that that time. Of, I'd be more than happy to take him then. Yeah. Um, I guess your other options, uh, you know, around that spot. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at sort of where are we? I've lost it. No, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm on the wrong site. Now here we are. Here, here we are. There you got it. Yeah. So wide receivers, we've got uh, where is old mate Diggs? So the 27th off the board. You, th- you know, I guess the three before him or four before him are DJ Shark, Devonte Parker, Terry McLaurin, and T.Y. Hilton. Um, 
So do I think that, you know, out of those, who would I prefer? I'd probably like DJ Shark a little bit more maybe. Um, but Just for the sake of like you know that he's the clear number yeah. one. Like John Brown, I think, will take a decent amount of targets yep. uh, in this offense. Um, I, 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 I tend to want to take Diggs over Hilton and McLaurin still though. Yeah, I agree with um, that. And that going after him is, you know, Marquise Brown, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, which I think he's still a little beat. So I think, yeah. you know, if you, around that tier uh, where he's getting drafted, I think there's some good value to be had. Yeah, for sure. Actually, on that McLaurin thing, though, just uh, with with Kelvin Harmon going down, mm. there's, I think, a bunch of targets that uh, could be pushed around. So I think McLaurin's going to be targeted. Let's just blow more. up that joint. I don't know. Oh, man, Washington is a whole, whole <laughs> basket case. I don't case. want to draft any of them. No, that's right. I mean, I need to readjust McLaurin's because I just gave him targets and now he's sitting in my top top seven, <laughs> which I don't like at all. So Yuck. I need to readjust that um, because, yeah, I think like he's – Stefan Diggs is like, just a great receiver. And yeah. I, like you in my fantasy ranks, I want to kind of – push him up because I think like the quality of who he is, yep. but you have to, and you got to, you got to follow what, what is the team spent Minnesota. They spent a fifth round pick on digs. That's right. And they look, they gave him a decent contract, but not out of this world contract. Yeah. Now the bills have extended his contract, spent a first round and more. That's right. On him. They're going to want to get the ball in his hand and justify that pick. So, oh uh, yeah, I, I think, I think he he's good, uh, you know, great value. You know, because I think he's as one of those wide receiver too. You'd be pumped, hundred percent, because he's one of those guys that can definitely outdo the situation. Yeah, if he, if someone can break out of what the t- you expect from a team to yep. be doing, he can. So like, I, I love he him. He went down by over fifty targets from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, and still overproducing yards. Yeah, yeah. he got yes. eleven hundred yards. That's outrageous. It is outrageous. So he's like. <laughs> Uh, I think he can do it on on a low volume offense. That's but it. But that's the thing that made him upset in Minnesota. So <laughs> no, so you'd expect him to be to be a target, yeah, machine in terms of so, yeah. in regards to, to percentage yep. of targets. Anyway, so I love Stefan Diggs, wide receiver twenty six. John Brown's coming off the board at wide receiver forty three. I think mm. that's probably fair because he takes a back seat to Diggs. Um, he is a best ball type player. He's someone that has big weeks and then yeah. no weeks. It'd be hard to know when to start him, maybe like on your buy rounds. Yes, that's desperation right. Desperation type yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And Cole Beasley is just a slot receiver that gets around um, uh, just a low yeah, know, and 80s, I think, 90 targets a year. No, and I think between John Brown and Cole Beasley, they're the ones like they'll have yeah. al- almost alternate type big weeks. That's right. And where I think Dix Cole- hopefully is the more consistent guy. No, that's right. And I think Allen will enjoy Cole Beasley. And I think he likes Cole Beasley ha- being around because Cole Beasley mm. in the slot ha- catches a lot of balls yep. um, and does it um, pretty consistently uh, at a high um, percentage, uh, catch percentage. So um, he likes him, but obviously the yardage per catch is, is probably not there yep. f- to, wa- to warrant a fantasy pick. Um Running backs is really interesting. Like mm. people are coming into this offseason going, oh, Frank Gore's gone. Yes. Devin Singletary is the man. We're going to p- draft him as a top 12 running back because he's going to take all the downs. And then they and go then- ahead and draft Zach Moss. Yep. Um, who is a great running back. Um, and so in college, um, it's what's really interesting is that they're actually pretty similar in terms of their ability to um, make tackles miss yep. um, during the uh, the years of 2014-2019 in college. Both Zach Moss uh, was at 0.3 missed tackles per attempt and Devin Singletary was 0.27 missed tackles per attempt. Uh, that was uh, second and third over that time period. Um, so they're both great 
They're both yep. really good. Um, and Zach Moss, obviously, they're a bit of a bigger body. Um, and they've said that Zach Moss probably will come in to feel a bit of Frank Gore's role. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like Zach Moss for goal line carries and things like that, even though like that, it, it does boggle my mind last year because they would continue to use Frank Gore in that space mm. in the you know the um, in the red zone and still. Like, but his yards per attempt were woeful. So under three, I think. Yeah, like 2.7. Um, and so Zach Moss is there to come in and be the big puncher into yeah. the end zone. Um, so if he gets that role. If he gets that role. I mean, because Devin Singletary is great. And I think it was, I guess what you want is to have Singletary to be available yeah. for that offense to do that just to keep the defenses guessing a little bit more about what sort of play they're running. Um. So yeah, I would, look, and I think the the biggest you know sniper of goal line carries is a running back. Is it? So yeah, um, so look, Devin Singletary is going to be a guy that gets the most yards on the ground for sure, um, and he's going to have the most catches, mm-hmm. and so he's going to be involved that way. Um, but I can't like I've got him at my RB twenty two, yeah, and he's coming off the board as the RB twenty three, so we're, I'm pretty similar to ADP there. Um, I think. He is just hindered by the unknown of Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Moss is not used the way that I think he is, like I think I've got Moss um, at 140 targets. Yeah. Uh, sorry, 140 rush attempts, not targets. Uh, I've got Singletary at 210. Um, I've got Singletary at 70 targets. So I think when it comes to that that all round back, yep. Singletary is going to be that guy between the 20s. Yep. Um, they're going to be using him on those third downs as pass attempts and um, Zach Moss isn't going to be that. Um, but what we have, I think, is that you've got a guy that they specifically brought in for a role and I think Zach yep. Moss is going to um, be a bit of a vulture to Singletary's thing. And I guess thing. we're trying to work out when you want to draft him and and yeah. looking at current ADP of best ball, these are the running backs around the same. Yeah, yep. we've got James Connor, David Johnson, David Montgomery. Yeah. Been the the three before Singletary, and I would take all three of those Absolutely. before Singletary. Afterwards, we got Raheem Mostert. See, I've got most. If we just ignore the trade talk crap, like that's just noise at the moment. It is noise because I really I think it's just him wanting a bit more on his deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they just need to shuffle that around, and I think they'll make that would happen. You like Mark Ingram over over him at the moment. I've got Mark Ingram less than Singletary um, because I think Ingram is working his way out mm-hmm. of a bit of a crowded backfield. And Dobbins is working his way in. Um, but that being said, Mark Ingram DeAndre is- Swift over Singletary. No, no I think I've, I've got Singletary there. I think Singletary's role is more defined yep. than Swift's. Um, so that's that's my take on it. I know a lot of people out there love DeAndre Swift um, and think that he's going to be the number one for like for show. For show. Uh, for show. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't yep. know. I think carry on still very good. Anyway, so- We're moving on. We are going to move on. Tight ends, nothing really to see there. Um, but yeah, Devin Singletary worth the pick there as maybe a low-end RB2. Zach Moss, you could take a flyer on him because if- if Singletary gets hurt, Zach Moss is going to get a lot yeah. of work. Look, and the thing I see that I feel like Zach Moss has that higher ceiling, doesn't he? Yeah. If, if things go his way, but I feel like Singletary was sort of without well, if- knowing, unless he gets the goal line work. Yeah, and I think with Allen and Zach Moss around, it's, it's question marks. Of, you're getting a probably a safe floor but low ceiling type yeah. option there as a wide receiver. Too. Yeah, that's it. 
Miami Dolphins. All right, Chris, over to you. What are the Dolphins doing this year? <laughs> Look, hopefully more than last year. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of fun. Uh, they, they produced some good fantasy gold late in the season for a lot of championship runs and probably won a few people championships. Yeah. Um, but I guess how the year starts this year is going to be a little bit different. They're going to run with fits. Okay. Are they? Well, they will. They, they, sh- they probably should. They no. Well, you've got to think without, you know, the same off season. Uh, you know, no rookie mini camps, no OTAs. Yeah. Uh, tours still. You know, we don't really know what's going on with that hip of his. Like, assume like apparently it's all healed up and whatnot. But you've got to give that kid kid some time. Yes. Um. PFF have them as the 32nd ranked offensive line Ooh. going into 2020. Yeah. Do you want to roll your hip injury uh, plagued uh, rookie fifth uh, overall pick into into the walls like that? No, I would not. No. Uh, I would let Ryan Fitzpatrick just take the brunt of all yeah, of that. Yeah. They don't care about his health. Like, no, that's And right. I don't think he does either. Like the, is the shots he likes to take. He is a take, man unto himself. I love it. He's he just is. like. Who I want to be in life, just I don't, <laughs> I don't care about the consequences. He's I'm just a role go, model, is he? Oh, just going, you know, living for the moment, basically, just taking shots well, down. He's been field. to all thirty-two teams. <laughs> yeah. Feels like that anyway. Well, look, he's just laughing. So I'm still getting contracts, baby. That's right. So look. everyone always needs a decent quarterback, <laughs> and somehow he is a decent quarterback. Well, he comes in and just doesn't care, and that. Gets him by for a while, and then the mistakes start adding oh, he up. He slings and, it, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, so look, and and so I think from he had six top seven QB finishes <laughs> from week six to seventeen. Yeah, he was the QB two. Yeah, no, that's just stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> QB oh, two, Ron. Yeah, behind Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. old mate Fitz. Uh, so yeah. look. I'd love to, uh, for just my own viewing pleasure. I'd yeah. love a little bit more of Fitz Magic. Just for sure, just going nuts down the field. But even if he only plays eight games, yep, right. Um, he's going what as the QB thirty two yeah, off yeah, the yeah. board. You, those eight games have the potential to win you six six games, yep. six matchups. Which and he's basically you- going undrafted. Exactly. Um. I probably don't know if I would draft him still. I think they're better. Flyer? I think they're better late flying options just with the way drafts sort of pan out. Yeah. But he's someone who's just going to be available. You watch him after week one and you think, oh, oh, hello. But the thing is, he hasn't changed teams. No. He which he does all the time. And yet he's he's coming into an offense where he knows the wide receivers. Mm. I don't I to be honest, Fitzpatrick is one of those guys that I'd look at and go, you know what? I'd be happy to almost punt. Um, the QB position in my draft, so and I'll pick up Fitzpatrick at the end because no yeah. one else is going to want to do that. Yeah, look, it's a tough first two games. He's against New England at New England. Yeah, that's tough with their defense, and then off to Buffalo. Yeah. Um. So, well, week three then. Week three into Jacksonville. Uh, look, that's not as honest, hard as it once was. The first eight games are pretty rough <laughs> with you know the defenses he'll Fair be enough. facing. Fair enough. Um, but you know. He's not going to give us stuff. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's the thing. If they're losing those games yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. he has to sling the ball. Exactly. So, look, uh, and and we him, know Miami can beat New England. Yeah. And, look, yeah, that's true. And him coming in, basically, that led to the the Parker uh, emergence. It did. Uh, the Jasicki potential breakout almost. Yep. Uh, and so, look, 
he's good fun. Um, and look, I would love a world where he plays the whole season, gives tour of the season to just red shirt, just yep. sit back, learn, get completely comfortable with the playbook and then come in. Uh, obviously stuff like that has to come down to, you know, coaches, job securities and uh, ownerships. We've been okay with that, but yep. look, they're not going to, they're not going to win this year. Why, no. why waste a year of tour when you can, you know, perhaps getting coming in in year two a lot more comfortable uh, with the system. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to not even talk about tour. Like I guess to a very good passer, a lot of people, he was going to be the the number one pick. He was. You can't uh, forget that. I mean, Burrow had an ex- outstanding yeah. season, the best college season we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that suddenly Tua is not as good as what we thought he was. Yeah, yeah. And look, and people say that he might have even been the better passer still. Yep. Uh, and so, so, again, no one's going to draft Tua. No, they shouldn't. Um. So it's, it's not in redraft, you know, and that's what we're talking about here. Like he might come in, play some games, and that will give us a bit of a look for twenty twenty one whether he's draftable. Yeah. Um. But keep on our latency, and if he does come in, you know, see what he what he does. The last, the you know, the late season stretch, you know, plays the Jets twice, Cincinnati, Kansas City, uh, New England, Las Vegas. Like there's some games there where he might be able to produce in, um. But you'll be able to pick him up in the waivers. Yeah. Moving on, running Easy. backs. Yeah. Well, a lot to see here. <laughs> can, I, can I, um look, I'm just going to bring up something just quickly. Okay. Miami Dolphins last year. Right. Fitzpatrick just loving just airing that ball out, right? Yeah. Because they had no running game. Yeah. Have I <laughs> shown the you? Caleb Ballard's experiment did not work out. Do you know how many yards the, the leading rusher got? The leading rusher. Was it Kenyon Drake? No, just answer me this quick. Do you, uh, no, okay. you don't. I, I don't know. No. 243 yards. Do you know who that was? Uh, Ryan bloody Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good floor then. Good <laughs> <laughs> floor of running, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rushing yards. Mark Walton. <laughs> Mark Walton was the next best with 201. That's us. And then Kenyon Drake. And like they could not get anything going on the ground. That's because their offensive line was the worst in the competition, and still is. Yeah. So, oh but they have better running backs. They do have better running. No, backs. they legitimately do. Um, look, Jordan, Jordan Howard can punch it through. For some reason, he's he's a team bouncer, old Howard, but he seems to do okay where he goes. Like, yeah, and underratedly so. Um, he still has the he has the third most rushing yards since entering the league four years ago in terms of you know that that stretch. Is that, that right? Okay. That, so he's a producer on the ground. Yeah. You know, not so he doesn't catch the ball. That's no. that's the that's the mark against him. Currently going as the RB thirty five. It's actually where I have him in my rankings. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really any. Because of Miami's poor offensive line, yeah. I don't know if you can push anything more than that. I mean, goal line work would push him up. Yeah, like if that's they can it. get there and he can actually um, push it through touchdowns through, then I think that. But he's not. A, is it? You know, it's basically he could be a flex play. He can get yeah, you through sure the buyers. Yes. Um, look, I and he doesn't have much competition for for touches apart from Matt Breida. Yeah, that's right. And that Matt Breida came from a Shanahan offense where any running back can look good. That's true. And so I think Howard's shown that he can produce. Yes, again. Um, 
on different teams in year one. Like moved to Philly was was productive. He was, and so look, I, I think he, he goes okay there. Um, you know, you around the time you, you know you're drafting people like James White, Darius Geis, Keyshawn Vaughn, Tariq Cohen around that 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 yeah. spot as well. So, you know, you're getting a starter. You're getting a starter. Maybe Darius Geis has upside if he actually is healthy, is healthy and good. And but also that's a very murky situation. 100%. I feel that maybe Howard's a bit more of a sure thing than than Geis if we're playing safe. Um, or you're going with Sony Michelle. Like, yeah, that's uh, we'll talk about him a bit later. Yes, we will. Um, so look, uh, I don't mind. I don't mind taking a stab at Howard. Yeah. Um, look, he's in, he if end look, of you're the year. Get him late. I mean, yeah. he's going to be probably your fourth running back, and people might not be happy with it. Just he, he seems to have a bit of an ugly name. Uh, he had a, had shoulder neck issues last year, but that was more nerve complaints. Okay. Um, that just takes a while to heal, so they just kept him out of it, and you know he should be fine to go unaffected by that this year. Yeah. Um, and like he's got Breeders just not big enough to handle the work, you know, that a featured back no, needs to take. So he's a burst player, really, isn't yeah. he? So I think it's gonna be Howard yep. uh, as the guy. Um he also can't catch. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have someone catching passes, don't you? Yeah. So I don't know who's gonna be catching passes in the in the backfield for Mark Walton. Is he still around? Uh, who knows? But I'm not going to talk about him because we're moving on. He's irrelevant. To Devontae Parker. He's he's a good receiver and that was made to look amazing last year. Yeah. So he finished as the, the wide receiver seven in fantasy. Yes. Um, From week four onwards, he was a wide receiver two just behind Michael Thomas. From week four? From week four. From week four? From week four. From week four. Wow. So- you Fitzpatrick know, obviously basically, had if you ignore the Rosen weeks, um, yeah. he was very productive. So, look, here's my thing. Yeah, I, I've had a bad feeling about Parker, and I think it's this: mm-hmm. he broke out in his fifth season. Yes, now for sure, for yep. four seasons, he was trash. He was talked up a lot, though, wasn't he? He was consistently yeah. said he he should be good. He should be good, and wasn't wasn't. Yeah. And now, and, bang, he is. And so, what led to him actually breaking out? And I was reading a nice little Twitter thread by uh, Elvin Ryan on tw- uh, on Twitter. Of fan, course, fancy that. That's where you find Twitter threads. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, wide receiver two, right? For all that, those time, but yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake was traded uh, in week six. Yep. So you you know you're losing that that back who can catch passes, leaving Mark Walton leading that team. And then in week eight, the undrafted free agent Preston Williams, who was tearing it up. Yeah, he had a great start to the season. He was he was on pace for 120 targets before getting injured. That's how well he oh, was going. There you go. Okay. So all right. he goes down and so all of these targets from Drake and him are, are gone. So you think it's purely a case of opportunity? I'm not saying purely. I think there's, there's there's something we have to think about sure. before we just rush into Devontae's automatic wide receiver one this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, uh, what else we got? Dolphins had the league's worst, de- worst defense as well. So, so they had to throw. So they had to throw a lot. Um, also, just, you know, who's on a bad team? They're behind a lot. Yeah. Um, when the Dolphins were ahead, he only had 15 receptions, 220-odd yards. And when they were behind, he had 45 receptions for 756 yards and six touchdowns from that. There so he, 
it's a lot of garbage junk time type stats here. Yes, that's and true. And so if the offense takes a step forward, they've spent I think two hundred, maybe three hundred odd million in free agency. I, I couldn't find the figure exactly, but <laughs> but for, on this thread it says a hundred million more than the next biggest spender. Like so, yeah, okay. They've spent up big, upgraded their, uh, they added to their offensive line with Eric Flowers. Yeah. All right. They've improved the running game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's more. There's more there. Obviously, they're not going to I'm catch the ball. You. I'm hearing you. So and, and their defense is unrecognizable. Like they, that's where they spent so much money. They've got it's brought in Ogba, Lawson, uh, Van Noy, uh, Byron Jones. Like the the defense is going to be able to stop other teams this year. Yeah. If they, they gel, it, obviously. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so I think all of this together just tempers my expectations of what Parker can. Do this year. So ADP has him at the wide receiver twenty four. Mm-hmm. Where do you have him? Uh, look, not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but obviously, obviously, there is a understanding in the fantasy community that yes. the, all of those things that you've just said is is fair, reasonable, mm-hmm. and that actually we're baking that into his cost, and that he is a low end RB. Uh, yeah, w- so I've got him at twenty eight. So a little bit up, and. And look, so at the flex moment, player. Yeah, and look at the moment where our ADP is going off of best ball drafts, right? Where yeah, for people, sure. Uh, you know, this time of year who are drafting best ball leagues, so you know, you're more savvy, more you know, a bit more than a casual player. Yeah, I think what we potentially might see is as the casual players start mock drafting, mm-hmm. that ADP starts to go up, and I'm just saying, don't don't buy it. Yeah, don't okay. don't cash in on that. So, uh, look. A little bit of Devonte Parker hate for you, um, <laughs> not so much hate. Just, just, just be on, be on the lookout. Yeah. Um, look, Preston Williams. Then we talked about him on pace for 120 targets and before getting injured. But that uh, was so that was mostly with Josh Rosen. Yeah. So now that Fitzpatrick's there, what do you think that that plays a, a part in? In uh, turning him aside, or look, if you remember, it was Josh, it was Josh Rosen didn't start from week one. Fitz still played that first no, couple okay. of weeks as well, yeah, you're right, you're and right. it was a bit of chop and changing before they made that call. Um, so yeah, I guess Tory's ACL in week eight or nine. Yep. So potentially, without a full off season program, we don't know how he's going to come back. But I think. That's right. You know, he might have a slow start, but he should be right to play week one as they sort of take about nine months to get them on the park, maybe 12 months before they're producing properly. And so, some, like, he's he's not really getting drafted. The 54th wide receiver off the board. Someone you could take a late flyer off, but I'd probably be more watching him for the waiver wise, watching him have a couple slow weeks. Yeah. You know, he'll get dropped. If someone did pick him up, then you can maybe strike a bit later. Yeah, for sure. Um, but... Uh, It'd be interesting. Undrafted wide receiver, like the, the nice little pickup there. So yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think there's anyone else really worth talking about. Albert Wilson's gone past the age of relevancy now. Oh, for um, sure. Don't worry about him. Uh, Gusicki though, tight ends. Yeah. Yep. So again, he was another beneficiary of, I guess, the circumstances around Devonte Parker's breakout as well. Yeah. Um, but Gusicki, I think we saw just some general growth in his game as well. Like tight ends, they get a bit bigger. They they take a bit of time. That's right. It was a high draft capital tight end, uh, number 42 overall pick. So, um, you know, Miami will, you know, really want him to work out. It was the tight end seven from week nine onwards last year. Yeah, okay. And that's pretty much where I've got him finishing it uh, this year as a tight end. Um, 
Tight end seven, you said. Did I? No, what did you say? Yeah, oh, sorry, I've got him. Well, I've got him at 10. But, yeah. I mean, you know, tight end six to 12 are basically a touchdown difference. So, For sure. Um, so, look, I I think uh, if you read our one of our recent articles. Uh, yes. About uh, pretenders or contenders of tight end breakouts for 2020. Great article. Pretty in depth. depth. Yep. Uh, uh, he well he lists read. Mike Jasicki as one of his uh, contending breakouts again this year from yep. what he saw. So yep. uh, he's got the measurables uh, to be out, you know, the size, the agility uh, with um, a good situation, with yep. someone throwing the ball um, and a good little security blanket if, if Tua does come in as well. So it's true. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to draft Jasicki late in the, as, a, as yeah. one of those late tight end flyers. For sure, if he's going as the 14th off the board, I've got yep. him as my tight end eight as well. Yep. Uh, so I like I like Jasicki a lot. Yeah. All right. New England Patriots have, for, for a lot of the offseason, said that they'll be running with Jarrett Stidham. And then, yes. of course, they said, ah, tricked you. And uh, we're just now signing Cam. And I guess the clue was Boots after the draft, they asked, someone asked them what's with not drafting a quarterback. So oh, it wasn't our plan not to. It just didn't work out the, the way we wanted. So that's right. They, they, I think they had their eye on improving that quarterback situation. No, I think I think you're right. I think they did. Um, they're kind of backing uh, Stidham in f- for, I guess, PR yeah. sake really. And um, other teams' scouts apparently are saying that, well, they, they actually do love Stidham still. Like, yeah. And look, maybe they just think oh, Stidham's a bit young still. Maybe yep. they just don't think he's quite ready. Um, Newton comes in, yeah, the 31-year-old MVP from 2015. Yep. When you can sign Cam Newton for a song like you. Oh, so cheap. <laughs> so cheap. Um, Cam Newton at the moment in best ball, and obviously uh, this is, a, I think, not quite accurate as of right now, but ADP is a QB23. Um, and I have, I have Cam Newton. That'll uh, go up. That'll definitely go up because I've got Cam Newton sitting there as my uh, QB 15. I think there's still a lot of unknowns with Cam Newton. And, He's my QB 15 as well. Oh, there we go. Uh, so agreed on that. Um, but it's probably going to change because yep. Cam Newton is an enigma when it comes to fantasy football. He is a consistently high finisher. Um, well, he was. Was a consistently high finisher, yes. Last year, obviously. And the year um, before. Not so good. Um, but it, he's had a year off. He's hopefully healthy. You'd think mm. that's why the Patriots have has, have picked him up. Um, and you'd think that they'd start him. I think that's a, um, yeah. a given. And so what we have is that the Patriots now need to make a big shift in how they play football. Um Having the GOAT, having Brady there for so long mm. um, has meant that Belichick has known for sure what he's had at quarterback. Yep. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see what Belichick does now that there is someone so different in that role. Cam Newton is a runner. He is a big body. He can mm-hmm. push through uh, the defensive line and, and take those goal line carries to the house. He is a guy that... Um, you look at as someone that is vastly different to Tom Brady. Um, and I question, well, I shouldn't question because Belichick <laughs> is a genius, but I question how well they adapt to this change. Yeah. Maybe not so much Belichick, how much he adapts, but how the rest of the team adapts because you've got guys like Julian Edelman that's only had one guy throwing to him for his entire career, essentially. Yep. Um, and 
uh, James White and Sonia Michelle. Like, how are they going to adapt to this this new role? Um, Cam Newton, I think, though, will bring a great floor. I think he'll bring a great rushing floor as he always has done. Mm. Uh, I think Patriots will see his strengths and use it. I've got him rushing 100 times for 480 yards. Uh, I think he's going to get five touchdowns on the ground. Um, I've got him for f- throwing 530 times, which is, I know is the most that he's thrown in his career. Um, his attempts, his highest attempts were um, back in 2011 where he threw for 517 times and yep. 2016 where he's thrown for 500, 510 times. Um so potentially, I'm overprojecting. Yeah, what, a different what coach doing. as well, I guess as well. That's so, true. Um, he's coming off a Liz Frank injury, which I haven't. There's not too many people come back, you know, super well from. Yeah, like it, it, they can have a tendency to linger. Yeah, and so potentially he has to check down more than scramble. Um, That's and true. So it could go up, um, and that obviously that then impacts on your James White type value. Um, it does. Um, so look, Cam Newton is. I just for me, it's a bunch of unknowns. Yep, that's and you bake in what you think he can do, and you think, all right, he's got he should be healthy. Um, Someone's so, going to overpay in your draft. Someone is. That's the thing. Um, I don't know where I think like I'd be happy to take Cam Newton probably in the tenth, mm-hmm. and he's someone's probably going to take him before then. Yep. Um, there are a lot of people who are very high on Cam Newton. I think that he'll be a top five quarterback even. Um, and looking at the Patriots offense, how it performed last year, it wasn't great. No. Yeah, it was pretty poor. Um, it was the defense that kept the Patriots winning games. Yep. Um, and so the question is, Cam Newton can Cam Newton come in and move the chains better than Brady did last year? Yep. If he does, then I think and get gets this offense moving down the field um at a at a better pace. Yep. Um then you've got some real potential when it comes to fantasy options here. Uh, and Cam Newton probably can finish as a top quarter, yep. five quarterback. But I th- the likelihood of the whole offense moving with Cam for me in my mind just I can't make that prediction just yet. Yep. Anyway, so Cam Newton sitting there QB23, I think it'll be QB15. Um but he has top 10 upside. Yep, that's where I see that. All right. uh, running backs, Sony Michelle yes. and James White. Uh, Sony Michelle uh, typically is rubbish on the ground. <laughs> uh, well, look, look, Plot saying that. Along. Uh, 2000, like he's only had two years in, in the system. In 2018, he put 4.5 yards per attempt. Yep. Which is decent. That's mm. good. Um, and now uh, last year, he was only 3.7. Pretty poor form. He he rushed though two hundred forty seven times last mm. year, so the opportunity was given to him. That's right uh, to really take control. Now I've got Michelle running two hundred thirty times this year because I think Cam Newton runs more, um, yep. obviously than, than Brady does. Um, and so Michelle is there putting two hundred thirty on the ground. I think um, I've got James White only rushing sixty times. Yep, and I think um, what we'll see. Rex Burkhead. Look, no, I don't think Burkhead's going to do much. Like he's still going to he take ever? some carries. He's going to take some carries, um, but he's yeah. he's look, never been the guy. Look, I've got I've only got Michelle down for two hundred yards, um, two hundred yards uh, <laughs> rush attempts <laughs> uh, for eight forty yards um, because I think between James White, Rex Burkhead, and Harris, I think they each get about forty to fifty 
carries themselves. Yeah, that's fair. With with Cam Newton rushing for another, yeah. you know, hundred attempts potentially. Yes. Um. So I think that potential there just might not be as much opportunity for for Michelle. No, that's unless true. he gets hot, but he hasn't ever got hot, and no, he hasn't looked that great. But one of the things that happens though, and we saw that in Baltimore. Um, and we see that in Buffalo is that when you have a quarterback that can consistently put runs on the ground is that it does open lanes for the other running yeah, backs. Yeah, and I think that helps with his yards per carry, but I just don't think he's going to get the the amount of attempts that we're going to need for him to be, you know, no, a super fair. solid dependable option. But it does potentially bring into the fact that they might not sub him out for Burkhead sure. as much because, of, oh, Michelle's actually putting something on the ground. Yeah. So um, Burkhead was a cut candidate before. He, he just re- reworked his contract though, so he's still going to – he'll probably stick around now. He'd just be a little kind of like, hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Don't forget me. Um, look, Michelle's going at uh, RB38. Personally, um, I'm AD. avoiding him in my drafts. Yeah, look, I – Look, I foolishly picked him up in, my, in our dynasty league, and I, I, I do re- kind of regret that because I picked him too early, um, earlier than I should have. Um, but so I've kind of like I'm a little bit positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, um, I think he can outperform his ADP. Sure, uh, I think he could be a consistent RB three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he can push into the RB two category, um, but. It's a new offense. That's the thing. It's it's just a new offense. I don't know what's going to happen. James White, on the other hand, I've got him for 90 targets um, with 543 receiving yards. I've only got him rushing 60 times for 240 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, he is someone that you could potentially play in the flex spot um, every couple of weeks. It's maybe. just going to come down to how Cam Newton that's right. Works he's, with him if he's the start off. That's right. Are they going to design these plays where yeah. James White is the guy, or is it more that he's going to get pressured and feel because like before he has to- Cam, before Christian McCaffrey came on the scene, yeah. there was the old adage: Cam Newton doesn't throw to running backs. That's Obviously, right. Christian McCaffrey blew that up and you know changed the narrative. But James White isn't Christian McCaffrey. No. Um. So it would it would be interesting. I think um. You know, Bilicek will probably still want to work with him, uh, use him. Um, but For to, sure. to what extent? Um, a bit of a wait and see on James White and probably avoiding drafting him as well. Yeah, look, I he, he's if like, I can. Yeah. He's going as the RB33. He has, he's actually going ahead <laughs> yes. of Michelle. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, these are best ball yeah. PPR leagues most likely. So that makes probably a bit of sense it where, does. you know, James White can, you know, have a lot of lot of targets one game and a couple of touchdowns type setup. So yeah, look, and he's shown they can have massive games. That's for yep. sure. Um, but for me in redraft, I don't think I like. I don't like either of them. I mean, there honest. comes a point where he does become a value, I guess. But yeah, um, maybe as your fifth or sixth <laughs> running yeah, back. Yeah. Um, moving on to the wide receivers though. Now, um, Julian Edelman was yep. a jet last year. Yes, he was fantastic. Um, and putting up a hundred. Oh, sorry. Uh, 1,117 uh, yards on the year. Career best year. Yeah, career best year for him in terms of that. Um, had six touchdowns. Um, it's pretty much because he's playing in the slot and got the least amount of coverage on him. And, and they Tom had Brady no one else to throw the Just had to. to throw it to him because Inkil Harry had, was not developing up and was well, obviously injured. Mohamed hmm. uh, Sanu came in halfway through the season. Um, so Edelman was the guy. Now, his ADP at the moment is wide receiver 32. Yeah. It's dropped a lot. Again, baked yep. in because we don't know what Cam Newton's going to be doing. Um, I'll take a flyer on him. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's got the talent there. Um, potentially, though, I mean, he's 34. Yeah. When do you start going, that's too old? Well, 
I think after a career best year is a bit early to say say that. But why was a career best? It was a, it was a career best out of necessity? Yeah, more than anything else. He had 153 targets. He's only he had 159 in 2016, mm-hmm. and he had 151 back in uh, 2013. Uh, before that, look, he's probably on pace for 100, 140. Uh, in 2018 um, as well. Look, he's always, I guess, he's always been targeted high by Tom Brady. He's always yep. been a favorite. We always have always known that. Um, Look, standard scoring, I probably would avoid him at his ADP. PPR, I think, you know, because his yeah. yards per reception are quite low. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, his yards per target, consistently around the seven uh, mark, though, because of that high, higher catch percentage. Yep. Um, it's really like he's he's never eclipsed back in 2010 he had 12.3 but other than that he's never eclipsed 11.5 but super consistent 11.3 11.3 11.5 11.2 over the last 4 years in terms of his yards per reception. Yep. So we you know what he's going to do. I don't think Belichick changes that. Um but it's whether then some of those targets turn into rushing attempts for yep. Cam. That's really uh, an issue for me. So I don't know if he gets 150 targets. Um, again, I think I've got him at 111. That's yeah, okay. I've got him 120. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Ankil Harry, Muhammad Sanu, guys that are sitting there as you could do a late round flyer on them. Um, there are some guys that I know love Ankil Harry and look, he's he's had a great college career. Uh, first round pick yep. by Belichick two years ago. Um Someone that is worth having a look at for sure. Um, but last year, injury um, and low uh, low targets, even when he was on the field. That's it. Um, he had 24 targets last year after pl- f- playing seven games. Like that's, you know, just over three targets a game. Yep. Like even even <laughs> if you take into account, yes, he was injured, that's rubbish. Yep. Um, well, and, but look, he and- also, he, he, he comes in injured with – a Tom Brady-led offense who doesn't w- want to throw down the he w- field. Well, he wants and only wants to throw to guys he can trust to yes, make that catch. So that's right. potentially there was no chemistry built up because of the injury, um, and so it was a bit of an unknown commodity there. There were a couple of nice plays uh, that he did make, but yeah. overall was a bust and disappointed. For sure. And I don't think he's going to do that much better this year. No. Like, I think when you're that injured throughout your rookie season, it's almost like this season coming up is his rookie season. Yeah. Look, it's in the range of outcomes he could make a a, a big jump up, but I feel like he could be my last pick in my draft. Yeah, maybe. And then after week one or week two, we have an idea of where he sits in that offense and yeah. you can make a call to cut him or not. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Muhammad Sanu uh, going off the board wide receiver 80. Yeah, move on. Um yeah, he's what a, what he's a, a disappointment. Everyone, he, he was such a gun at the Falcons. That's because he's playing in the slot. Yeah, yeah. But and then, Edelman's got the slot here, so he's yep. not he's not going to be able to produce what we would like him to. He did spend a second round pick on getting him. That's that's the only thing in my back of my mind. I over. Anyway. We could be surprised. Anyway, we could be surprised. Tight ends, nothing really to see nah, here. Um, you know, no one's drafting a New England tight end this year. They should not. No, no. Nah. Move on. Jets. That's me. Um, look. <sighs> Pretty rubbish team for fantasy. <laughs> Can we end the show? Uh, how do I keep? I, I I chose you know who what teams we'd you cover. Did. I was when you said Miami and the Jets, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I looked at the order and I thought, I don't want to be first, so I'll go second and fourth. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the, I'd like you to take the lead as most uh, yeah, that's right. options. Uh, words. Uh, Sam Darnold. <laughs> right. What what do we got with Sam Darnold? Mr. Mono. <laughs> like he uh, didn't look great last year. The infamous no. scene ghost game. Oh, <laughs> that was something else. I think he it? would have scored minus twenty nine points if with Scott Fishbowl scoring oh, for that brutal. game. Oh, or something no. like that. It was something outrageous. I might have got the number wrong, but it was definitely heavily negative. <laughs> um, that's a league where completion percentage can impact you negatively as well as minus four interception points. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, look, oh man, that would have been brutal. That would have. Um, Imagine playing it. <laughs> He surpassed 300 yards just twice last year. Only had four top 10 fantasy performances. So um, probably no. He had four. That's impressive. Yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> top 10, like, you know, it's not hard to get in the top 10 of quarterbacks sometimes. So, no, that's right. Uh, you're not going to draft him. No. You're probably not going to stream him. No. Unless something amazing happens. But they don't have, uh, you know, a standout receiver or receiving core. They've got a running game which doesn't work. That's and right. And they have the 27th ranked O-line. All right. This is bad news. All right. So let's forget Donald because yes. in redraft, no, you should not touch no, no. him. Le'Veon Bell. Is he? I want him to be good this We all year. want him to be good because he has been good. And he's got, got opportunity. Yeah. Um, where have I got him? I've got him as the sev- my 17th running back. Okay. I've got him, uh, well, ADP has him at RB17, and I have him at my 18th Yep, as well, actually. So it's so about the same. Yeah, everyone's sort of expecting the same. Now, depending on your league, people might be completely off bell, and he, he, it could easily be one of those that slide in drafts, but he also could be someone that, you know, for some reason, someone has irrational love for him and, and picks him up. Um, <laughs> that sidestep. It's, I mean, got, it's a beautiful it's, thing. It's got to be a better year this year for him, doesn't it? For sure. Like, he was rubbish. Yeah. Like, like in terms of yards per carry. What does, he, what does he have? He has volume and volume for days. Like, he had the eighth They couldn't most- trust the quarterback, so they had oh. to go with Bell. Bell was the guy that was carrying <laughs> had the ball all the time. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, it felt like it was five plays of no gain and then no. one of maybe... 10. That's what it felt like. Look, is my issue though. Adam Gase. <laughs> what a coach. Um, oh, what a coach. This is my faith in Adam Gase. All because right. of the volume that I should be giving to Bell, I've still given Frank Gore 90, ta- 90 uh, rush attempts in my projections. That's, yeah. And I look, I don't. Like, I can't. And, I, and he shouldn't have that. He shouldn't. No, he but sh- Gase will give him that because he signed him. And he loves Frank Gore. Uh, I've got no, I've got Gore at ninety attempts too. Uh, so I've got only uh, Bell at two twenty. Still is enough to give you RB two. I've got him at two forty. Um, look, I I think if if Gase you know actually thinks rationally, Bell should get you know two fifty plus rushing attempts for sure. It's so weird, wasn't it when? They signed Bell and Gase kind of came out and said, I don't really want to yeah, sign Bell. Keep that in, keep that to yourself, man. Yeah, don't tell us that. Yeah, keep that to yourself. But because that's not also gonna inflate his trade value. Like, no. <laughs> Is he a dumb human being? Now, um, anyway, so 
look, they did try to upgrade their O-line a little bit, but that's just not there yet. So, look, I hope that Bell does better, but I think he's sitting about where I'd want to draft him anyway in ADP. Yeah, um, fair enough. Because if I look at it, you know, before him is Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley. Yeah, both of those. I oh look, I take Gurley over Bell. Yeah, I don't probably only take Gurley there. Um, Fournette's gone before then. I'm probably not sure about Fournette this year. Hard to know. Uh, Carson's going after Bell. Jonathan Taylor, James Connor. They're all sort of sitting in that similar. Yeah, don't feel great about it. It's probably almost. I mean, you look at that group of guys and you think it'd be nice to have two solid running backs to not have to make a decision around these guys and yeah, no, that's just right. move on to wide receivers. So oh, told you my redraft strategy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't listen, TFL. Now, um, what else? We have? Michael Pirine, Frank Gore. I'm not even going to talk about them. Don't they're, worry about they're them. Not going, you're not going to draft them. You're not going to you pick them up. You should not draft them. Um, Michael Pirine is there as a, as a handcuff only. And only a fourth-round pick, so he's not even – Pegged in to be the future, technically, you know, potentially either. That's All right. right. Wide receivers, just another blah fest. Like we're talking Jamison Crowder uh, being probably their number one guy. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Number one guy, Jamison Crowder? Uh, Not great is no, the answer. That's um, <laughs> Look, do you know, I feel like Crowder's an old guy, but he's only 27 years old. Of age, he's good for PPR. Yeah, he's a, he is the slot guy, like quintessential slot receiver. Yeah, um, but forty seven point nine percent of his routes, okay, were flats or slants. Yeah, okay, like so, he ain't doing much on the outside. No, and so like, and he was good with that, uh, and that works for him for sure. And so, um, it, and he can and he can do that role well, get open, and that should hopefully bode well for Darnold as long as Darnold has time to pass and find him. Um, look, yeah, that's where, look, yeah, for sure. And that's the th- bigger question with Darnold and all of these receivers is that what's what kind of passes are he's are yep. he, is he going to be throwing? My English is great this morning. <laughs> um, is he going to be throwing consistent like anything consistent, or yep. is it going to be uh, some really Bad weeks of uncatchable balls, um, or is it going to be actually a, a progression? Is he going to be improving? And I, 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 you think that sure he should improve a he bit. He should, but I don't know how much. By I think I think the works there for Crowder. Look, he's going off the board as the wide receiver forty four, which is really low. Like he, it is low. Um, I've got someone that you could flex exactly. Like he's my he's our consensus thirty fourth receiver between the two of us. So we obviously think there's probably value at that price. Um, yeah, I would, and, I would agree. And so, um, yeah, I'd look to Crowder, you know, later in your draft. Um, Brashard, per- Brashard Perryman's another interesting one. Move teams. Yeah. Um, he was a wide receiver too for three weeks. Well, when – who was it? Was it Evans or Godwin that went down? Both. Both. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, so when they went down, you've got him and him alone and Jameis Winston needed to throw it to someone. He did. And so um, he did well. But that's the thing. We've gone from Perryman with Winston, who's a slinger, yep. to Darnold. Yep, who we don't know. Who struggles to get time to throw yep. it down the field. Look, um, and so at the end of the day, Robbie Anderson's left the Jets, and so there's 100 vacated targets basically gone each year now. That's true. And so Perryman should should snag a fair bit of that. 
Yeah, he should. He should be the guy that um, they'll they'll stretch down. Not the a huge with. bunch, like seventy five no. targets for mine. Uh, who I've got slightly above him, but is lower in ADP is Denzel Mims. Um, yeah, okay. I think he's a second round pick. He's potentially the future. Someone they might try to build around. And I think from day one, if you look at three receiver sets, you're going to have Crowder in you know in the in the slot. Yeah, and the two on the outside have to be Perriman and Mims, right? Yeah, there's no other option. Like you know, Quincy and Nunoir and Josh Dotson, they're not really going to push for a playing time no, against I think him. That's the thing. They've uh, well, Dotson's come from the Redskins, yep. and shown that he can't do anything there. <laughs> uh, he's come to a lot better team at the Jets, <laughs> um, but no, I think both Nunoir and Dotson are in the past. They're 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 done. Yeah. So look. Uh, I don't mind a bit of Mims late in the draft. I think you'll get him really late. Oh, you can get him with your last pick. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just trying to find where he is in, in our rankings. Denzel Mims for me is wide receiver 60. Yeah, 59 for mine. 63 for me. Yep. So we're just a little bit above ADP. But that's the thing. When you're looking at these rookie guys, they come in and you think, all right, um, like you have to kind of play the projection game with them. You put them low because that's typically what rookie yeah, wide receivers exactly. will do. But some rookies they, do produce. That's it. There's often um, there's the potential to jump up is is yep. there more so for someone like Mims, who we haven't seen, than it is for someone like Perriman, who we yeah, have. Yeah, I think. And, and look, Perriman's on a new team as well, so we don't – what we saw with him in Tampa, like you said, is going to be different. Yes. Um, and I think the team will want Mims to succeed more and so they'll put him in situations yeah, to succeed. it's a draft pick. That's what they care more about. So for sure. All yeah. right, our last one. Jeez, look at the time. Uh, Herndon. Yeah, Herndon. Tight end. He's someone that you could take a flyer on. Uh, a lot of, I guess, people that are very keen on Herndon, but yeah, look, ADP of t- tight end 21. Uh, It'll be available. Really, I don't really care for him. No, look, but a, a nice little late pick even in deeper leagues potentially as well. I think they want they've always wanted Herndon to be the guy. But he couldn't get to the field there, last. But year. he was just too injury prone and other things. So, um, that's it. Now, Rowan, yes, we, we've got a whole bunch of questions we needed to answer. No, we do. Are we going to get through them? Look, uh, it's just a bit of an extra long episode today. I guess their choice is you stop listening if yeah, you've had enough. That's right. Or you listen to these. Uh, so we've got some questions from some <laughs> listeners. Uh, so thanks for sticking with us today, guys. Um, we're going to jump uh, firstly to uh, uh, on Twitter at Z- ZCantsFF. says, with Hopkins home, mm. that frees up 30%. Of the team's targets. If targets are split up equally, do you think it makes Darren Fells a solid tight end one? About 60 receptions, so 600 yards and a 25% um, red zone share. Hunter Henry had about the same last year. So Hopkins gone, not Hopkins home. Um, thanks, uh, Zedkans FF. Chris, what do you think? Darren Fells? I'm not seeing it, to be honest. I think he's, he's old. Um, I think they've brought in heaps of extra receivers yes. uh, to take most of that workload. Um, just trying to bring up my Yeah, in terms of red zone as well, like I think Cooks is just a solid receiver. I don't see – like he might not get the same red zone uh, share than Hopkins did. I mean 25% is, is yep. big. Um, 600 yards in the red zone as well. Um, 
But I think Cooks definitely takes a, a, a fair chunk of that. Um, okay, he's I, my 17th ranked tight end. You haven't even got him ranked. No, <laughs> I haven't got him ranked. Uh, I need to fix that up. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> on air. <laughs> um, no, I've got Darren Fells. Oh, it's what just not about? on the fantasy pro site. No, it's 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 low. Uh, that's where I have Darren Fells, yep. low. I have him at my tight end 29, just so you're aware. Um but so Darren Fells, look, I don't, I don't love him yeah. uh, really at all. I think he's just touchdown dependent. Like he yeah, could, tight end streaming option probably. Really, yeah, that's best. right. You're going to see some weeks where he jumps up. Anyway, so that's uh, what we think in there. Um, Brad Bolt, one of our contributors um, on our website, asked if you are starting a franchise from scratch, which player not named Mahomes or Lamar are you choosing? Um, I reckon I'll go Russell Wilson. Okay, fair enough. Um, and his second question, I'll answer that as well. Yeah. Uh, is there a player you think would excel if, would be on a different team? Is that Russell Wilson also? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Like he's stuck in a situation where- They want to run the ball uh, yeah, too he's, much. He's not been able to use his skill set to the best of his ability. And uh, you put him in the right situation, he is, he is almost Lamar Jackson's Patrick Mahomes combined. Like he is- Yeah, for sure. Amazing quarterback. He is an amazing quarterback. Um, great but, answer. I would I I'd move away from quarterback and I'd say uh, second Barkley. Um, for someone who can do a lot of good stuff out of the backfield who's still very young. Yeah. Uh, that's probably if, if I'm going to start from scratch, I want someone who's going to be there for a while and yep. and a running back like him is going to be uh, very good. Um uh, Lowy Charch. Yes. Uh, he, he poses this question and it's uh, a bit too close to home for my liking. Uh, yeah, one of our owners in our Dynasty League. That's right. He says a 12-team, half PPR Dynasty Superflex <laughs> League with a $200 fab budget. We've had this trade. Mixon and $100 of fab has gone uh, for CeeDee Lamb and a 21 round one and round two pick. Yeah. What do you think there, Chris? What is Mixon worth? That much, I think so. Uh, but it all comes down to your teams. I for guess. sure. What do you need at running back? What do you need Look, at wide receiver? I, I tried to trade for Mixon and got rejected. Basically, I had the same same offer, except I had Jalen Rager instead of C.D. Lamb. Interesting. So he liked C.D. Lamb over. So the the winner of this, which yeah. uh, <laughs> Jones, um, he he liked C.D. Lamb better than Jalen Rager. Well, I think they also didn't want my team to be too good. Like that was one of the reasons they told me. They're like, no, I want this. Uh, we, look, let's be honest. So they think the team that got Mixon is not as good as yours. Uh, no, look, Brad. <laughs> yeah, we'll say we'll name names. Yeah, here. not Brad Bolt, uh, who we mentioned before. A different Brad. Uh, uh, he his team's not there. Like he has no wide receivers, um, and I think you, when you're making trades like this, you want to make sure you're a contender, and I don't think yeah. Brad's a contender, uh, whereas I think, you know, blow my own trumpet here, I think oh, that would have tipped me over the edge, and so I wanted to make this trade happen, but, you for know, sure. it just didn't happen. Uh, so I think it's that's a good price to pay for Mixon if you need him to take you to the, the promised land. Yeah. Uh, knowing the team that got rid of Mixon, they, from the get-go, have been on, you know, Full tank, yeah. Um, CD Lamb's a great piece to build around us. I think he is uh, as good a um, prospect you'll you'll see and a sure surefire hit at yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the picks, you know, future first and second. Who knows, like really, what they they you know the hit rate on first round picks are can be quite low. So, That's right. Um, I know we're, we're still yet tell. to really know like what's makes yep. uh, makes good. Uh, 
picks and what yeah. they're worth and everything. But I think like Mixon is going to have a year, I think, anyway, this year. He's going to be, you know, fantasy gold. That's it. Um, what else we got? Anyone? I think that brings us. Oh, no, here's, here's one from the Fantasy Ashes, Matt, the <laughs> Fantasy Ashes. Uh, thanks, Matt, for your question. Uh, if the season's cancelled, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, uh Look, um, there's... I'm in that boat. I'm in that boat, Chris. Yep, yep. Beyond Blue is an organisation <laughs> that yes, you can are. reach out to. Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm, there's counselling services uh, available. I don't uh, really want to think about it. No, uh, look, it's going to be be a tough one. Write more articles, I guess. About- yeah, please just write us more articles <laughs> so that we can put it on our website and, and put that through. So thanks, Matt, uh, for listening. Uh, and contributing, we really, really appreciate mm. it. Um, there are a couple other longer questions that I think require a bit more analysis than we have time for today. So I'm sorry <laughs> if we don't get to your question. Um, but thank you once again for listening into the TFL podcast, Chris. It's been fun, and uh, I think we'll see you soon. Yes, next week. That's it. See you there, everybody. <laughs> have a good week. Bye.